from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. In about 15 minutes, Buck every Tuesday with us. We'll talk some bowl with him. Predominantly oblong spheroid. You know, that that's our favorite ball. There's other balls we like, too. The baseball, the basketball, the tennis ball, the golf ball, volleyball, what have you. Like all those balls, but I like the oblong spheroid, which is not a perfectly round ball the best. The reason why the oblong spheroid is the best is it doesn't bounce true. You ever tried to play basketball with an oblong spheroid? How did that go? Yeah, even the best point guards with the best dribbling, the best handle, if you will, have trouble if they tried to play with the oblong spheroid. We'll talk, I don't know where that was going, with Charles Arbuckle in about 15 Hour two, about 20 minutes in, Gator Dave with us, and Griff in hour three. Griff had been out in Indianapolis. He had been at the Underwear Olympics. He goes out there. Georgia always has a lot of guys involved. He's been in Indy. Griff will check in about, oh, 20 minutes into hour number three on this Tuesday edition. 615-844-5600. Zero, zero. On Twitter, at Bill is King. And email the show, Bill is King 7 at gmail.com. Looking forward to it. I tell you, I had it on basketball. I had it on the Furman. You ready? You ready? I had it on the UT Chattanooga. Furman game last night. Yes, that was on. I watched it. I, I, maybe not intently. I didn't dissect every millisecond, but I had it on. Watching some March hoops, man, it's fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, March hoops is fun. They still don't know what their identity is before March anymore, but it's fun. And SEC tournament here in Nashville will be in the heart of the Music City Friday doing the show. We'll be there at the Omni just a couple of days away. 
syncing up with the SEC basketball tournament, which is always a fun time. I tell you, I had so many memories, have so many memories of being in Atlanta for the SEC basketball tournament at the Georgia Dome. Yeah, at the Georgia Dome, just many years there having so much fun and it's, it's not there every year anymore. It's going to be here a bunch. It's going to be in the 615 a bunch. Allen in Tampa checking in. Allen is working down in Miami. Took the Allen Cruiser down there this morning. That's a big, his big Madden Cruiser. You remember John Madden had the Madden Cruiser? Well, Allen's got the same thing. Now, Madden had the Madden Cruiser because he was afraid to fly. And he could afford it, but he was afraid to fly. Allen's not afraid to fly. It just is more convenient for him if he's going to be around there to take the Allen Cruiser down to his job area. Saw on local Miami news this morning, police caught a dude stealing a catalytic converter in Cosby. Or it says, is Cosby okay? <laughs> Cosby's always talking about that. Yeah. I think he's okay. Now, I have not heard from him this week, but he doesn't call every day. Cosby Cattleman probably averages one to two calls a week. Yeah, at probably one to two. Probably hear from him today because he has an infatuation with Griff. It's a love-hate relationship with Griff. Half the time he's mad at him. The other half, he kind of compliments him. But he likes to respond to Griff, whatever Griff has to say. Josh up in London by way of Picktown, or just the opposite. You should get Timmy B on Tim Brando, Bill, sometime. You've had him on in the past, and he's always been good. Yeah, Timmy B's good. Yeah, Timmy B is very, very good. It's been a couple of years with him. You're right. Yeah, Tim Brando. Tim Brando lives in Shreveport, Louisiana. And got his start there locally in Baton Rouge, I believe in radio and TV there, perhaps. In the 80s, got hired by ESPN and moved up there. And here's what he told. I don't think he'll mind me saying this. It was it was maybe late 80s, and we were at the SEC football media days in Birmingham, and he was there. And I was with Charlie Mack, Charlie Mack Alexander. Charlie was once the play-by-play man at Ole Miss, at Vanderbilt, was on the broadcast team at Kentucky, was part of the broadcast team at Georgia, I believe South Carolina, been a lot of places. Was a TV sportscasting legend here in Nashville. Maybe the most popular sportscaster ever in this city. And he was also doing radio, and when I got started, he was at the station. So I looked at him like he was the, the biggest Hollywood superstar ever. Okay, that's – I don't come from that world. I come from medicine and all that right? The medical world. 
And anyway, so we're down in Birmingham, and Brando is explaining, we're at the bar, how and why he left ESPN. And he said, you ever been to Bristol, Connecticut? And obviously I haven't. And he said, let me put it this way. If you go to the Shoney's Big Boy, when you walk in, you're the best-looking piece of A double dollar sign in there. He goes, what a godforsaken city that is. <laughs> I don't remember his exact words, but that was his description of Bristol, Connecticut. He just couldn't stand it living there. He, he's, that, his description was, if you go to the local Shoney's Big Boy, you know Shoney's? I don't know if they're still around. Used to be a Shoney's right across the street from the radio station where we were at all those years. Literally a a sand wedge from the studio where we were for 13 years. The oak panel study. Some of you may go back that far. And he said, if you ever just if you just walk into a Shoney's big boy, you're assured that you're the best looking piece of a double dollar sign in there. That's what we're talking about in Bristol, Connecticut. I just couldn't I couldn't stay. And Timmy B's done well. Yeah, he's he's done well. He he didn't have to stay there and live there. But I'll never forget that. And I was so young and impressionable. I mean, anything anybody said was profound to me at that point, right? I mean, I was just like, wow. These are these are Hollywood superstars talking. I get I get to sit here and listen to this. It's pretty cool. Nothing new that I know of on the Pac-12 slash media rights pursuit slash is the Big 12 going to raid them slash is Oregon and Washington going to leave slash what's the Big 10 doing slash whatever else is going on. Nothing that I know of new there. Now, those talks don't have to be expedited, but the more that time elapses, the more you'd worry about it. I would think now. I'm not a big speeded-up process guy. I think mistakes get made when you do that. For example, when you're looking for a coach. You've heard me preach on that. If you're looking for a coach... And I hear an AD say, well, we really need to get this done. It's recruiting just around the corner. I think that's an idiotic thing to say. If you blow the hire because you sped it up, what difference does it make who you go get to play? It doesn't make a difference. But in this case, with TV rights, media rights, money, our future league money, I would worry about it. Now, I've seen these things look like they're not going well, and they actually turn out decent. I guess that could happen. It's not the feeling I get with the Pac-12 and everything else. And Big 12 just sitting there snickering, right? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of payback. Big 12 right now is in payback mode. Because of the summer of 2010. Now, Dan Beebe's not the commissioner. There are a couple of commissioners from Dan Beebe, right? But Brett Yormark is the new guy. But remember they were going in there, raiding, doing anything they wanted. 
They could go in there right in the front door, not worry about the lock, kick it right in, and do whatever they wanted, right? And if we want Texas and Oklahoma or we know they'll bring with them A&M and Oklahoma State, we'll do it. Well, now it's almost the opposite. Now, you're probably not going to get Oregon and Washington to the Big 12. They go anywhere. That's where the Big 10 comes in. But Utah could. The Arizona schools could. Scottsdale, Tempe, and uh, Tucson could. That's possible. Yeah. I wonder how much, if you were in the Big 12 offices, which is located in the Metroplex area of Texas there, Big D, the Metroplex area, wonder how much, if if you could be a fly on the wall, payback is snickered about here. The ultimate decade and a couple of years revenge. I wonder how much that's talked about. And Dan Beebe, is Dan Beebe a consultant or something nowadays? I don't even know. You don't want him as your commissioner. Let me just put it that way. He lived here. Yeah, he was the OVC commissioner right here in Nashville for a while. Buck, when we come back, Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line 
Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. The old BCS computer runs on diesel fuel and dreams. We know this because it lives in Bill King's garage. It looks like the rule proposal for college football involving the clock not stopping after first downs is probably going to pass. That's the word. The rules committee still has to check off on it, but it's been sent there. Feeling is it'll get passed. You went from high school to college to pro. Is there any adjustment period for offenses this next year, assuming that's the rule? You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, because the, the thing with what we've kind of consistently been talking about is offensive coaches have learned how to milk every minute out of that clock, right? They've been able to learn how to use it. And I think things like this will only enhance the ability not to run 99 plays. I mean, I've seen some games where it's been – uh, 90 plus plays for one team, 80 plus plays of offense for the other team. So that's where you get into these, you know, 70 to 65 scores, and it almost feels like basketball. Uh, I went to an NBA game last night. It was 147 to 143. So I guess it's not quite basketball, but it's a lot of plays, a lot of scoring. Um, I, I just think you know you're starting to see the understanding that hey, we have to. These games aren't a three-hour window game. We're usually talking four hours or more. And how can we, if we're going to talk about helping players and player safety, you don't need to have 100 plays in the, of offense every single game. And I think you're starting to feel that. And games have become way too long, and I think they're going to try to find ways to keep the game moving. So you still have the excitement of, of college football, but you just have to do it within the confines of, of some rules that are going to be changing here in the next few years. Does that hurt speed them up teams like what Josh Heupel does? It, it can. It can. But I, I think, you know, the funny thing is those offenses generally still find ways to be effective, right? I think it, it helps defenses because now you can substitute better. You don't have to just play in, you know, sub packages or 
nickel, you know, nickel all the time when you're playing teams that you know like to run three wides. You know, just those kind of things. I, I think it helps you uh, do more with what you want to do uh, in your game and get some of your bigs up there to stop the run game, especially if teams are attacking you that way. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, uh, and there will probably be an adjustment period. And the more you hear Nick Saban uh, chirping about who he has to play <laughs> uh, from the SEC if they, when, you know, when they're moving to more conference games, we'll, we'll see if some of that comes true to form. But I still think that offense will just morph into something else uh, and, and figure out. And you got to also think too, Bill. Think of the guys that they had in that offense. I mean, you know, their 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 receiver talent. I don't know. I I know there have been teams that have had as many receivers at one time, but they had some really talented receivers with Jalen Hyatt and that crew this year, unlike some other years where, you know, maybe one guy or, you know, one one or two receivers and a really good tight end. So I think they're still going to be able to go fast. They're just going to have to learn how to do it within the confines of the new rule. Charles Arbuckle is with us. Buck, you did that Appalachia State-North Carolina game last year, right, the high-scoring game? Yes. How many? I wonder how many plays were running that. It had to be a hundred each or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot um, because that was the first game of the season, right? Um, you know, or really early in the season. So yeah, typical. You know, and Phil Longo is another guy that that runs plays at a pretty high clip. He'll now be at Nebraska if, if memory serves me right. Right? I think he's at Nebraska yeah. now. Yeah. 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 So. It'll be interesting to see what Matt Rule does with, with that speed-up offense, that, that tempo that they like to run. But, you know, you had two teams in both App State and North Carolina that were not only running a lot of plays, they were scoring. Uh, defenses, I think we had 60-something points in the fourth quarter. So that was a big difference, too. It was so many plays. I, I, I really would like to go back and see how many plays were run by both teams in the fourth quarter because it was outrageous the number of points that were put up uh, late in that game. 124 total points. I just pulled up an article about it. I was trying to peruse really fast to see if it pulled up the number of plays, and it might. I just can't find it fast enough. But 63-61 was the final. So, yeah, no telling. God, no no telling. <laughs> yeah. It, hey, you know – they struggled on defense, and it's interesting. You know, you talk about North Carolina. They had a couple of guys I got to see at the Combine this past weekend, but one in particular, Dre Bly, was on that defensive staff. He's now at, Beach, at the Detroit Lions. We were walking over to the uh, Combine. His cousin or his nephew is Josh Downs. So Josh is going to probably, you know, be a really good player at the next level slot guy but has enough speed to be on the outside so he was really excited to go you know just watch the prospects but also see his nephew and see how he would perform um you know and i think josh is gonna you know josh was nicked up a little bit at the end of the year but he was a guy that played really well i'm interested to see how he performs um this year Husker Ron says, guys, uh, yeah, Longo went to Wisconsin, Satterfield from South Carolina That's to Nebraska. Right. That's, That's right. right. Yep. Yeah, appreciate, I, appreciate I couldn't that. remember. You know how you have somebody in, in, in your mind and you like, he went to a school with Red, and I'm almost sure it was Nebraska, but it was, it was Wisconsin. That's right. And that, you know what? That's an interesting thing, and I'm glad he, he, he said that because think about how Wisconsin has been 
their offense has been kind of stagnant of, of over the last few years. They haven't been able to get people up there. That's going to be an interesting uh, Big Ten combination for them, you know, um, just to see what Phil Longo can do because his offenses have always been explosive, no matter if he was at um, – Stephen F. Austin, you know, wherever he's been, he's just been one of those guys that's been able to get offensive football moving in the right direction. And Wisconsin has been a team that has played very good defense, but they not, have not been good over the last few years and not been the Wisconsin that had at least one or two explosive receivers, uh, always generally have a good tight end and a running game. They've been that big back run, run downhill you know, but it'll be interesting to see now if they'll have a, the ability to play it in a, with a much quicker pace from Phil Longo. Buck, you were in Indy where the combine is, and here's a pet peeve of mine. And look, I, I hope Anthony Richardson is a fantastic pro, but all I know is when I watch the game of football, uh-huh. And it's not the underwear Olympics. It's the game of football. Helmets, <laughs> shoulder pads, grass, scoreboards, officials. He's never consistent. How does yeah. running a 4-4 make him a pro that he wasn't in college? Yeah. you know, I don't it, get that. Not, yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons, Bill. I think the biggest thing is the same thing that the scouts and everybody are telling you, hey, don't get enamored with what's happened here at the combine. Well, they sometimes they go against their own words because they right. probably feel like, hey, if I can get this kid in my system, I know I can work with them and do X, Y, and Z. I'm with you. It's always good to come and see how this thing happens and how it's put on. But at the end of the day, it's the tape that I watch that's going to prove to me whether Bryce Young should be the first quarterback or not. It's not the combine. C.J. Stroud had a great performance at the Combine. Still doesn't make me say, well, what about the inconsistencies that I know I saw on tape? Now, at the end of last year, C.J. Stroud was probably playing just as good or if not better than Bryce Young in certain situations, especially what we saw the last few games. But that still doesn't erase some of the things that we know he hasn't done well. Anthony Richardson is supremely talented. We know that. And he's the kind of guy that will will have folks enamored. And I think the other thing that helps him is that you have a guy that's Bryce Young, who's 5'10", and no matter how good he is, it's still giving people the, the thought, well, I just don't know about a short quarterback. Hey, Russell Wilson, before he got to this last year, did a really nice job and has won Super Bowls. Kyler Murray, before he got hurt. And Cliff Kingsbury didn't lose. You know, before Cliff Kingsbury lost that team, I thought he was actually starting to play better than I, I thought he would his, you know, early in his career. I say all that to say that sometimes their best medicine or the best words of advice that they're giving, they're going against that because they get enamored with seeing him throwing on air, throwing at a, a pad, doing all of those things. So I think the true the two-to-form guys will say, hey, look, he's a really talented project, not ready. Him and Will Levis, they're both big, strong-armed kids that can fire the football. But can they play a game of football? Can they throw with anticipation? Can they make the plays at the next level and not have to only depend on their, you, you know, Anthony Richardson in particular, depend on using his legs? I think he's got a lot of talent, but I think he's a project. 
And with that said, the folks in front of him may have been given, may give him those opportunities. And I think that's what happens because they come in all in one place and you get to see them side by side. And so that's the part to me, Bill, that I agree with you. No matter if the pro day is great, no matter if the combine is great, you've got to show me that you play well or more consistency. And that's what I want to see from Anthony Richardson. Now, you talk about a hot, one of the hottest prospects, he's probably that one because of all the physical tools and what people are starting to say. Can he play at the next level? I'm sure he can. Is he going to be a day one guy? I don't think so, just from what I've seen on tape. Buck, along those same lines, obviously we're all huge fans of Bryce Young. My concern has always been on the next level. He's, he's a short quarterback. That can be okay, but uh-huh. you have to have a fortified body. Russell Wilson weighs 220, yep. right? He's 5'11", but, I mean, he's thick, right? Uh-huh. Bryce Young looks to me like he's more 180 than 200. Now, they say he weighed 200 there, Buck, and I wasn't there. Somebody put bricks in his pocket. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think the bigger thing, Bill, he was a little bit – more stout than I've seen in the past. So he put he on looked some like weight. He was, yeah, yeah, he had put on some weight, and it looked like good weight. It wasn't one of those, hey, I got to right. hurry up and bulk up. Um, you know, so I think that part is true. Now, the whole part for me is, can he keep that weight? Can he go to 210, and does he stand 210 all through the season, or does he get the 190, 195? You know, some, some guys have that. And, you know, how much has he really – been able to hit the waist, not so much with his upper half, but his lower half, because that's where Russell Wilson was really built. You know, when you look at, at guys like that that are smaller in stature, do they have the lower half that can, and t- Kyler Murray is built that way. You know, sure, clearly got some running back to him when you look at his lower half. So I think that's the big thing with, with Bryce Young. The other thing that I think we have to look at Bryce Young, he doesn't look to run. He only wants to run if he has to. And that could be the thing that helps him at the next level. Remember, Tua would always take off and just do some craziness and get hurt when he was in college, and it's happening a little bit in the pros. I think the one difference with Bryce Young is he, he's got enough savvy to get away from the rush, and he just seems to have a, eyes in the back of his head no matter how many times you've watched him on tape get out of trouble and still looking to throw the football down the field. I think that's the difference with him. Not that he couldn't get hurt. He just doesn't look to run like some of the other quarterbacks in that vein, and he's always looking to throw the ball down the field. Now, can he get hit put in an awkward way? Yes, he could. But I think that's the one thing that when you talk to folks and scouts, why they like him so much and what what has really made him stand out is he's done it in some high-pressure games, at the college level, that's all you can grade it on. But he's also really been the guy to keep looking down the field. How, how can I buy time and how can I get the ball down the field to these receivers to make plays? Buck, no, you've been on the road, but are you hearing since you played out West on the Pac-12's pursuit of a media deal? It's, it's kind of quiet. It's negative, everything I hear, but are you hearing anything new? I haven't heard anything new, and that, that starts to worry me because you're hearing more about the Big 12 saying, okay, I see you guys aren't finding what you need. we got a space for maybe three or four others. And so it's going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks uh, with the Pac-12 what actually ends up happening because George Klyovkov talked about really needing to secure a big, big win 
I don't know if the big winner's out there for him. I think it might be a medium to okay size deal, but there's been so much harm that's happened in the past. That, you know, you hate to keep looking at the past for them, but it has really screwed them up. Uh, and that, I think they're starting to see that. So hopefully, for their sake, they can find something besides just an Amazon or Apple TV deal to make this make this better for them and the conference. Buck, appreciate it, man. We'll see you next week. All right, Bill. Take care now. Charles Albuckle with us each and every Tuesday. Does a fantastic job. Appreciate him very much. Gator Dave next hour. About 20 minutes in, 615-844-5600 on Twitter, at Bill is King. if you'd like to check in today. Had a couple of questions here. Josh says, ask about Dylan Rayola, what happened with Ohio State? Bucking uh, recruiting guru guy. So I didn't want to ask him that, but Rayola now is being crystal balled to Southern Cal. That's team number four that I know of. It was Ohio State first, then the D commit, or they dropped him, whatever happened. I think Ohio State got tired of messing with him. Then it was Georgia. He didn't commit, but they were the team to beat. Then it was Nebraska after that visit a couple of weeks ago. Now they're saying Southern Cal. He just went to Southern Cal. Now again, that's his prerogative. He's not required to stick with he's, – he's a junior in high school right now. But the prediction for him is now Southern Cal. To join Malachi Nelson. Caleb Williams will be gone by the time he gets there. Omni Nashville Hotel. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. 
To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh local and down-home cooking of kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derek Henry's going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. He did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. If that's what their plan is, we're just going to go in again on Derek Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Sports. Bill King knows a few things. Basketball time, y'all. It's a wonderful time. But you have your midweek baseball games. Now, it's usually not Ohio State-Michigan football, midweek baseball, Alabama-Auburn. But nonetheless, it's still interesting. It's still fun if you like college baseball, which I adopted within the last, oh, eight, ten years, somewhere in there. Definitely the last five years. And just heard from Rick. Rick's a big Gator fan. Jack Caglione is a sophomore. I've been calling him a freshman. He had Tommy John. He's a lefty, and he's a rare two-way player. Now, they could do the same with Paul Skeens down at LSU, and they don't do it. Skeens has been around. He's older. But the kid down there in Florida hits dingers. He's a sophomore. And he actually DH for them last year. Hits dingers more than anybody else so far. He's got 10. That leads the nation. And he's a nasty left-handed pitcher. Throws 98. Lefty. And he's 6'5". Which, again, that length. Then he's a lefty on top of all that. He's a very rare two-way player. Very rare. Who's some of the best two-way players you've seen play, obviously, in football? Charles Woodson, I don't know. I mean, they didn't play him full-time two ways. He's a DB, right? He's a superstar DB. But that year he won the Heisman, which was 97. He made plays at wide receiver for them. Tennessee 
with Carl Pickens, how many of you go back to the late 80s, early 90s with Pickens? Remember early on they played him at safety just because they needed him there, but he's going to be a receiver. And he returned kicks too. But that's a rare dude. Remember Stanford when Harbaugh was at Stanford? And remember, he took a Stanford situation that was maybe worse than Stanford is right now, and Stanford right now is terrible. David Shaw's gone. David Shaw did a good job until recently, but he's gone. And he took over a situation where they were terrible early on. They upset a very good Southern Cal team. Then he turned them into a powerhouse. And he did it with physicality, with toughness. Remember he had that guy that played linebacker and fullback for them? I think there was a play, it might have been the Notre Dame game, where as a linebacker, he recovered a fumble or had a pick, and on the next play, he scored a touchdown as the fullback or something. Who was that kid? I can't. (laughs) I don't know that he went on and had a distinguished NFL career or anything. But I do remember watching him being a big fan of what he did. Does anybody remember who that was? Johnny Vegas says UNLV baseball at Oklahoma today. That's that's attractive. Yeah, that's attractive. I love early games like that, man. No, I really do. I really do. Baseball is interesting. Johnny Vegas was talking about, and somebody tell me who that that who was the Stanford kid that played both ways. No, okay, Bill, you didn't watch the Butler LSU game last night. Starting pitcher for LSU in two games versus Butler, twenty four Ks in twelve innings. What was the final in that LSU game? Because I was looking at it, they were you could bet it at minus nine and a half or. You could bet it at minus twenty eight hundred on the money line, which means a hundred bucks would get you maybe ten bucks or something like that. That's pretty interesting. Rod a Buckeye in Texas says Bill Chris Gamble at Ohio State was our last great two way player. I mean they don't let too many people play two ways anymore, right? I mean, it's it's very rare. And I'm talking about once you get to college. It happens all the time in high school because you're, in a lot of cases, you don't have enough players. So they let an old lineman, let an old lineman play D-tackle too. That happens all the time. Or let a tight end play defensive end or let a fullback play linebacker or a running back or receiver play DB. That happens. Might not happen in IMG, but it happens, right? You can you can have that. I know up here that if they really needed to make a play, they would take the quarterback who now was at Kentucky, and they'd play him at DB just to cover somebody. He was a good enough athlete, that, and they needed him late in the season in the state championship game, so they put him at DB in that game. Hadn't played DB all year, but he was such a good athlete, they just put him out there. Johnny Vegas said the game was ended, LSU 11-0 in seven innings. Yeah, I was I was looking at that because the money line is not worth it, the value, 
And what if they get bored? Minus nine and a half was a lot. I didn't. I was just looking at it. I'm. I'm. What I do is I look at that stuff and I try and learn from it. I don't. I don't act on it much. I did act on the UT Chattanooga Furman game. And UT Chattanooga, I thought would get tired in that game. They really fought back valiantly. They were down 19, cut it to about three in the first half. I got in-game Furman minus three and a half, and I thought that was probably a good idea. It turned out well. Yeah. More John Daly's Pizza for me. No, it wasn't Bob's Steakhouse. John Daly's Pizza. Even though I've never had John Daly's Pizza, but it's a good metaphor. And what was the name of the Stanford two-way player? I'm trying to – this audience – I always brag about your intelligence. Help me out with this. Or are you going to make me look this up? What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. What we want is beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name, because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. 
Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. The Bill King Show. Where at Stanford was Owen Marison. And Hoptown Boy pulled this up. He was an old school Nebraska type fullback. Remember under Dr. Tom, he always had that 240, 245-pound battering ram, tough guy fullback who would run through 10 feet of concrete if you asked him to. That guy. He's listed at 6'1", 244. I looked it up when he played at Stanford. Remember they had that big old tailback, Toby Gerhardt, who was bigger than that. And, of course, they had a superstar quarterback as well at the time. But amazing. And he played, this Owen Marisic kid, played fullback and middle linebacker. And played as many as 80 snaps on defense. His primary job was as a fullback. But he played almost all snaps on defense, too. Can you imagine what that would be like physically? It's not that long ago. Can you imagine what (laughs) Sunday mornings were like? He probably liked it. Imagine trying to get out of bed after that day at the office. Next morning, You get up, you need to run to the restroom, Uh, I can't move. (laughs) And that's why, guys, that's why it took Harbaugh longer than expected to get Michigan in the right direction. He now has that culture where he wants it. Now, are they going to be good enough to win a national championship? Don't think so. But are they good enough to get to the playoffs? Well, yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it. And they're good enough to win their league. Now, even though Ohio State's lost the last two years to Michigan, they're probably more equipped to win a national championship. Now, again, every year's new. We'll see. We'll see what the new year yields us. But, wow. Hoptown boy, appreciate that. Also, Dom up in Pittsburgh. Bill is Owen Marisic, and it's pronounced Marisic, I believe. The player you're talking about. Yes, it is. I couldn't think of it. I pulled it up. I pulled up an old San Jose Mercury News article, and it had him in there. Jim and Jupiter. Bill, my high school got split in half when I was there. They built a new school. Most of us had to play both ways. Also had to play all special teams, true Ironman football. You know, at that time in life, though, that's fun, right? In high school, that's fun. 
I mean, getting to play is the fun part. Now, now winning is also fun, but getting to play, getting to participate is fun. I guess all sports suck if you're not getting to play, but it's really hard. In football, think about it now. Football is the most grueling sport of the main sports. You could say, well, Bill, what about rugby? What about – okay, but that's not a mainstream sport. It's, it's, it's very – colleges have rugby teams. Tennessee has apparently a really good rugby team. I don't know all the rugby stuff, so don't, <laughs> don't be hitting me over that, but – and it's it's a worldwide type sport, but it's not mainstream per se. Football is the most grueling sport. So if you're putting all those hours in at practice, and practice can get really uh, laborious, can get really tedious in in football, right? You're padded up. If it's the summer and the fall, you're down here. It is steaming hot. I mean, it's brutal. If you do all of that and then you're not getting to play, that sucks, right? So if you're a situation like Jim's talking about and you get to play everything, offense, defense, special teams, I mean, that's hard, but it's fun. You're, you're out there. You're getting to play. Playing is competing. That's fun. Now, it's also fun to win, and if you're doing all that and you're losing, that's hard, but it's part of it. I've always thought, and I know I'll get brushed back on this from some, that when a person's football career is over, and most everybody, your career is over in high school, right? 99.999 out of 100 people don't go past high school ball. Hard, hard to be that good. Just to get to the next level on any level, it's hard to be that good. I think Football, and again, basketball, baseball, I'm, I'm sure if you're passionate about those other sports more so than football, you would disagree. I think when your last day of football is, is complete, whether it's that last game on a Friday night or maybe it's a playoff game, your senior year, to me that's the most emotional. Bill, more emotional than if it's your last basketball game? I think so, just because of what you have to go through. Your last baseball game, Bill? I think so. I, I, I'm, I know that's, that's up for interpretation. I know. That's, that's, that's subjective and everybody's got – I think it's, it's more emotional. When you know it's your last practice or that's the last time I'm going to have these pads on. I mean, are you really in basketball going to say this is the last time I have this jersey, this, this tank top on? I guess it could be. Wake Forest and Coastal Carolina is on ESPN Plus today. Time at Myrtle Beach says, look for my daughter and I. We're going to be there, front row, home and first base. I bet you he gets good tickets considering he builds things on that campus. I bet getting tickets to stuff ain't a problem for him. I'm just guessing. Get a Dave in about 20 minutes. Omni Nashville Hotel.